Well, welcome back, everyone. This is uh, Colin Clark, and I want to welcome you again to the, the uh, next segment of our Fiduciary Fitness Podcast. Uh, I'm pleased to be joined again by John Carl, who's the president of the Retirement Learning Center, which is a great resource provided to us at Hub by uh, Columbia Threadneedle Investments. And uh, any one of our clients can uh, talk to us and we can get advice through the Retirement Learning Center, which is fair. Um, John, you uh, actually, just to make things personal, you played college football and you went to Lehigh University? Lehigh University, I sure did. Defensive okay. back, a little undersized, but I was I was there. And you played defensive back and, and your biggest win was against who? We did beat Navy when I was a junior down in Annapolis. Yeah. All right. That's going to upset a lot of people on this podcast. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I was raised by an Army brat. So uh, go Army, beat Navy. But uh, I have friends that played football for Navy. So, uh, But that's, that's awesome. So uh, I played tight end in college. So I totally respect that. Um, so we're going to come back and talk about one of my favorite topics, which is target date fund analysis. Now, most of the money going into 401k and 403b plans is going into target date funds. So plan sponsors need to be really concerned from a fiduciary perspective about QDIAs. Can you explain what a QDIA is and why we should be evaluating these target date funds? Yeah, Colin, you're nailing it. I mean, if we go all the way back to the Pension Protection Act, which was a, an attempt to try to create a debification, if you will, of defined contribution plans, um, they created a safe harbor for plan sponsors to automatically enroll and automatically escalate uh, and be insulated from lawsuits, uh, their participants into a QDIA, because we needed another acronym in our industry, which stands for a Qualified Default Investment Alternative. Um, and those really came in three flavors, right? A target date fund, which was you know dynamic asset allocation based on the age or static asset allocation based on the age. A managed account, which is maybe a higher thinking life form uh, of that, that you know, tweaks and pulls some of the information from the record keeper and migrates the asset allocation or a balanced, you know, solution. So those would be the three types that a plan sponsor could choose. And if they automatically enrolled and automatically escalated their participants in there, then they would have that safe harbor for lawsuit and the participant would be on an, on a managed glide path for asset allocation. So, you know, the easiest one is, you know, Colin to, uh, you know, to choose is a target date because what do you got to know about the participant? how old they are, right? You're this age, you're in this, you know, whatever, 2025, 2045 target date fund, and there you go. Um, is it the best uh, solution? Well, for some, perhaps, but for not, but regardless of whether it is or not, that's where the money's gone, right? You know, we're seeing some 80% of flows uh, in plans uh, by some estimates going into these target date funds, uh, and there's been a lot of evolution uh, in these uh, in the qualified default investment alternative space since you know 2006, um, you know when we really had this codified. So the Secure Act 2.0, which believe it or not, is you you know this, Colin, but that's uh, it, it's nice to be in our industry because you actually it's one of the areas that we have bipartisan work going on. Yep. So there you have Richie Neal, who's the Democrat out of Massachusetts and the ranking member, and Kevin Brady, the Republican out of Texas. Uh, coming out with the Secure Act 2.0, and one of the things that they're identifying intelligently here in Washington is there's an awful lot of retirement money in these target date funds. So, in this proposed at this point, which we fully expect because we have bipartisan support codification, what they're proposing here is there's going to be a standardization and a performance benchmarking for target date funds required in our industry. 
So what does that say to me, Colin? I know it's a theme mm-hmm. that you've been talking about is our plan sponsors need to understand what type of a QDIA they have. Is it the right QDIA for their participant base? What are the options that are out there, you know, and then get some appropriate language in their investment policy statement. But it really, to me, if we're going to have a regulation thrown at them, let's get ahead of this trend and let's have an intelligent consulting conversation about what's the right QDIA, particularly with all the product innovation we've seen, Colin. I don't know what you think. Well, not all QDIAs are built the same, right? I mean, we have fully active, we have hybrid, which is active and passive, and we have passive. Uh, that's a lot of that. Uh, that's a lot of information for a plan sponsor. And when we look at like doing these uh, uh, QDIA analysis, uh, we want to look at not only the population demographic, but we want to say, "Hey, these things aren't all built the same. So how do we figure all this out?" Well, you're nailing it, uh, Colin. And I don't know how a plan sponsor. I mean, look, I'm a plan sponsor. I run the Retirement Learning Center, and I, I can bore the hell out of you about ERISA tone until the cows come home. But I don't know, I don't know squat about the investment stuff. And, you know, that is why I would need a consultant like you telling me exactly, let's take a look at my participant base and give me the options and the features that are available on the investment side, passive, active, do they have, you know, you know, alternatives in there? You know, what do they have? And, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Colin, but, you know, you're on top of this, uh, like a dime, the product evolution in this QDIA space has been pretty impressive over the years. Well, so, so. I guess what I guess what I'm driving at is if I'm a fiduciary, okay, you're the ERISA expert, you're the the attorney. Um, how do I protect myself? What what things should I be doing to make sure I have the right QDIA for my plan? Well, you're nailing it. I mean, uh, being a fiduciary is endemic for you know offering a retirement plan. And what you really have to do is you have to document exactly what we're talking about here. A plan sponsor needs to document that they reviewed and had the appropriate conversation with the subject matter expert, right? You know, there is that element of being fiduciary. If you're not the prudent expert, you have to, you have to bring in and you can pay for bringing in that prudent expert to the conversation and documenting that you reviewed what was available in the QDIA space. And based on your plan and your participant and your demographic and your census, what was appropriate for your plan and document that you went through that review process. So it really is a consulting necessity, uh, you know, from a fiduciary liability perspective. And then of course, it's just the right thing to do because this is where the majority of the assets of your plan is going. Uh, so it's the right yeah. thing to do for your participants. So it's a, it's a double win here, having the right conversation and too few don't. And then I would say one more thing, Colin, you got to get that documented in your investment policy statement that this is what type of a program you were seeking to retirement, through retirement, passive, active, all those variations that you said, um, putting it in writing, putting it in investment policy and having someone like yourself and Hub International monitoring it ongoing in case something changes. John, this has been great. Thank you so much. And uh, we want to thank the Retirement Learning Center uh, for all these great podcasts. And uh, we're looking forward to the next series. And uh, John, you uh, have a great, uh, great week. And we're looking forward to uh, a great springtime. Thanks, Colin. All right, John, take care. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. 
To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show. Hopefully that, uh, hopefully Jeff can edit that, right? <laughs>